Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following podcast is not affiliated with the developers who have created the games being reviewed. The reviews are solely the opinions of the hosts to be used to make an educated decision on what games to download and play. gamers and welcome to Budget Arcade, a free-to-play gaming podcast to help you navigate through the growing realm of free-to-play games. I'm Scott. And I'm Jeff. And I'm Carrington. Oh, that's when you're supposed to say I'm Mark. I'm Mark. How's that? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. That works. <laughs> Thank you. And w- welcome to episode number 72. Just to recap, we play a free-to-play game every other week and then we rate and review it. Mark, what was this week's game? Uh, so this week we played Jensen Impact. Uh, it's developed by MiHoYo, which you may know from their other titles such as Collapse Gakin. I'm, I'm pretty sure I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Hon- I'm not even sure you pronounced the original game correctly. Jens- Jenshin? Jenshin? I believe it's Genshin. I believe Gen- it is listen, Gen- listen. All right. If we're going to delve into this, we got to bring the, the Discord in. We got to do a poll. You got to let me know what I'm mispronouncing. All right. Uh, anyways, uh, Honkai Impact 3rd. I believe I mispronounced that as well. It is an open-world ar- action RPG, and it is on the PS4, mobile, and PC. It was originally released on September 28, 2020. Genshin Impact. Genshin. Genshin. Genshin Gotta cover your impact. bases. Gotta cover all your whole bases. No, Gen- Ginseng Impact. They're all in there. Gameplay. All right, so as Mark said, this is an open-world RPG. Think Breath of the Wild style, which is what it's usually likened to. Uh, You do have multiple characters you can play, uh, each having different weapons and elements that are connected to each character. The character you start out with is, uh, what, Wind Element, I believe? Is that correct, guys? Yes. Okay, and you can switch that character through their uh, gotcha system you do have the ability to switch up your party members um i believe it's what four per party yes sir yes sir okay and then you unlock so as you're going through the story you do unlock characters but they do have a gotcha system available that you can unlock other characters that are not part of the storyline that is correct and every time you say gotcha i just want to go gotcha gotcha yep that's exactly yeah. well, how I feel, too. Is it pronounced 
gotcha or gacha or how is it pronounced? I've always heard it pronounced as gotcha. Okay. Well, I feel I feel like that's appropriate is because these games are all like, ha, gotcha, spend some money. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. Accurate. Can we just dive into this, you know, the the allure to it and the parallels that it, it, it strikes with Breath of the Wild? So, Carrington, I don't uh, you've played Breath of the Wild, I'm assuming. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> I'm one of probably the millions, right? Just the small millions. <laughs> right. Um, so I feel like this this game is Breath of the Wild kind of on steroids. There's an expansive world. It is... Uh, I don't even remember the name of the world. It doesn't matter. It doesn't um, matter. <laughs> but it's, a, it's an expansive world. The graphics in this game are beautiful. The action, the gameplay is great it's it's one of the best i've played in a free-to-play game it's just it it takes everything that breath of the wild was and kind of improves on it and subtracts the things that breath of the wild didn't do so well and then expounds on the things that breath of the wild did well and kind of makes it its own Uh, i don't I don't know if I'm on the right track there, but what do you guys think? For sure, when the game started getting all the press and the hype, you know, it's just like Breath of the Wild. It's just like Breath of the Wild. When I first started the game up, I'm like, I don't get it. And then literally all I have to do is wait 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh, this is exactly like Breath of the Wild. Like, And what gave me that kind of just whole opinion was the first time – not the first time – you fight an enemy. I think it's maybe the second time you fight an enemy. You fight these monster creatures, like little jelly monsters or something. And after you kill them, because they were fire, the way like the fire, like the grass, the way the grass sets on fire, the way the grass kind of just expands, the fire spans among the grass. And I'm like, holy crap, that's just like Breath of the Wild. And then you go up against your first like monster camp, so to speak. And it's very, very Breath of the Wild like because it's it's literally the same way you have to attack a camp a certain way if you don't attack it right you could be punished but i mean the first i don't know 20 ish hours it's pretty easy so you don't have to worry about it punishing you the way breath of the wild does but still it's it's a lot of like the base breath of the wild beats they're all there for sure and like so you know when when we say it's it's very breath of the wild that's not a that's not a, a negative. That's a very positive aspect of this game. And, you know, everything from the stamina um, mm-hmm. meter where you can climb anything. If you're swimming, it takes stamina. It's got a glider that you get very on early in the uh, the story. And uh, instead of a glider, there are actually wings on your back, whatever. Well, I actually started laughing at that point. I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's even a freaking glider. How much more Breath of the Wild can you get? <laughs> so when you really dive into, like, after the first, I guess, hour or two of, of gameplay, you really dive into the story. And the story, it kind of detracts from itself. Even the story, I felt the story is fine. You start out as a um, this character, this god character who's stuck on Earth. And you're trying to find your quote-unquote brother. Or sister, depending on which uh, sex you picked. Oh, right, right, that's true. But that's where it ends. You know, that's where, you know, the story completely goes in another direction. And you kind of just forget all about that. And you're trying to save this this world of Mondstadt and from this dragon. And the game early on introduces you to a a, f- a flying aerial combat mechanic, which I, I've only experienced that once. Like I'm, you know, I'm about probably ten hours into the game, 
and I just I just felt like this game for, for being a free to play game just blew me away, completely blew me away, and I wasn't expecting it. Uh, yeah, it's fully voice acted. Also, with it coming to now the United States, it's all entirely English voice acted, which blew my mind when I first opened up the game. I'm like, holy crap! They actually went out and spent a bit of money for this game and yeah i actually made that comment to uh jeff and mark in our uh, chat early on when i started playing i was like hey there's like it's like completely voice acted there's only a few instances on like characters that aren't part of the main story that are not voice acted yeah and if you are a fan of anime i feel like they hits all of like the stereotypical anime type voices in here. You got your silent characters, which is the character, the main character. The, well, I should say the first character you're introduced as the brother or the sister you get. And then you have like the very optimistic, high pitched companion type character. That's that's who you your Navi. I, I compared that character. Your Navi. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly Paimon. where I was going with that. Paimon is annoying, but the fact that she's fully voice acted, I, at the same time, I have to give it respect. You know, though, some of the, the lines in this game are pretty hilarious. Uh, like when you first meet your first actual party member besides Paimon that's going to join you that can fight along with you. She asks about Paimon and you get two responses that you can do. You can either tell, tell her that Paimon's a friend or that Paimon is uh, emergency food i've done both because i can't remember but i can't remember what happens when you do the emergency food one but it's it is quite comical oh i, I believe it and that that's it well that's that's another thing about this game is that the the dialogue options behind everything there's multiple tiers of, of dialogue that you can choose from in a given conversation and that just speaks to the the depth of the game and that I wasn't, I wasn't, pre- I wasn't prepared for any of this. And when we're talking about, you know, hey, free to play, you're always like, okay, I'm ready, for, I'm ready for to be entertained mildly. I'm ready to to kind of dive into this and to hit a paywall relatively early on. And I know we're gonna get to the paywall, but this game just completely turns everything that I've experienced free to play on its head. And I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. So let's talk about the actual gameplay here. So I played on mobile. Mark played on PS4. And Carrington has played on every single version there is, PC, PS4, and mobile. Yes. So on mobile, you've got your touchscreen controls. Uh, on the left-hand side of the, the screen, you're going to have a joypad-style uh, movement section. And then you've got your jump and your attack buttons on the right-hand side. Um, as well as, like, if you're gliding, you have a, a button that'll switch over where you can drop down. Um, if you're climbing, you've got a drop-down button as well as a jump-up button. Um, you do have stamina, like they were saying, when you're swimming or climbing. And if you run out of stamina, you're if you're climbing, you're going to just drop from wherever you're at. And if you are swimming, you're actually going to drown to death. Well, not to death, but you lose health and are respawned back on land somewhere. Um, Mark, what was the uh, the mechanics like on uh, the PS4? Uh, the PS4, I mean, it's it's your basic circle is your action button, X is your jump, triangle is a, uh, a special attack that's uh, special to the character that you are playing as, R1, R2, your, your shoulder buttons, those are your, your speed buttons. But uh, the controls were very, very fluid on the PS4. This game is very, very menu-laden. There is There are a lot of menus to this game, 
but I never felt that the menu system was so in-your-face and overwhelming. Yeah, and even on mobile, it's very minimal, even with where the controls are laid out and where your menus are. Most of the menus, you click on a small icon in the upper right-hand or left-hand corner of the screen, and it wasn't obtrusive at all. Um, Carrington, you played on PC. How was that experience? So the amount of options that you have are insane. Uh, what you guys are referring to, very, very similar type of experience. Uh, using keyboard and mouse is okay. With this kind of game, it's not my thing. Switching to a controller, it does have controller support for those that are curious. And here's where my one of my negatives comes in. Um, so hooking up an Xbox controller, it recognizes it's an Xbox controller to, and I, I think this is a very Japanese thing to do because Fantasy Star Online is also set up this way where the B button is accept and A is go back. So I'm used to it being reversed and you can't change that. So it takes some getting used to. Um, as Mark was saying, there was special moves depending on which character it was. And it also was part of whatever element they had to in the beginning of the game you start off with your wind bearer he he or she has a sword the next character you pick up is a fire user who has a bow and arrow the one after that is a ice or water user that has a sword as well similar to your main character and then the fourth character that i ended up picking up was a sorcerer with lightning abilities i'm not as far into this i think as mark and carrington are is there any other characters that you were able to pick up through story gameplay only yeah a no, couple, um, yeah mm-hmm. there's uh you know i got i think i'm in act two of the story and i've picked up a, a handful of characters that aid you in a story quest along the way but i think i think that's a big point a big talking point in this game is the elemental strategy with everything every you know being the open world and you can go wherever you want um and attack anything and anything can attack you big gameplay element is is what elements do you use uh wind fire ice electric uh water and that aids you in in how you how you can beat certain things, whether they be stronger than you or uh, not as strong, you have that ability. And that's where it detracts from Breath of the Wild a little bit. I know there was some element uh, gameplay in Breath of the Wild. Another thing is that your the weapons that you do have in this game, they don't break like Breath of the Wild's elements or uh, weapons. And uh, I feel like that's a big RPG element to this game is that you can power up your weapons, you can enhance them, you can give them special abilities, and uh, that aids to the gameplay quite a bit as well. Okay, speaking of enhancing and all that um, and leveling them, that's another part of this that I really wanted to talk about. I know that I, my main character, I actually leveled them to a max of level 20. And so the leveling in this is very similar to, I would say, um, the Fire Emblem mobile game that we played. In that you can level them to a certain point and then after that you have to use duplicates of that character that you pull through their gacha system to enhance them to be a level like a star level up because you have you have your commons your rares your ultra rares and then your like legendaries your your one two three four and five star characters as well as your items that go on the characters and the weapons that go on the characters 
what was it? I know there's you've got the weapons, and I believe there's five other slots for items that can go on the characters as well. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. You're good. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. And those items will enhance your characters as well. I, I Honestly, I didn't get far enough in this game to really see the difference of what those items do for your character. I'm, I'm wondering if it's more like of an endgame type of thing, but not the early game, because I felt like I was a little overpowered in the early game. The game is very easy early on. I think most of it is like uh, your standard RPG type stuff, like uh, more HP, bigger attack, uh, more stamina, things like that um, is, is what it uh, all comes down to. The thing that is also, there's also constellations that... It, the game eventually will introduce you to and that just adds in a whole nother element as well that's part of the whole getting multiple characters and stuff part um and that's how you would do it yeah that's been a major detractor and a lot of reviews i read for this game was that the early on is very entertaining it's very accessible anybody can pick it up and play uh, however once you get to a certain part of the story that's where the game kind of grinds to a halt and then you have to really put put hours into the game and grind and grind and grind to get progress further and further because it gets harder as you level up your character and uh and what's called the adventure rank because at a certain point you have to reach a certain adventure rank in order to progress in the story and that becomes few and far between after you've discovered all of the waypoints and the the teleport, uh, you know, uh, statues and and just the things, and you just have to go around looking for fights in order to level up your character, and and that was a big a big negative that I read in uh, in reviews of this game is that when you hit that wall, like when you're playing the game at first, like it's it's super. Oh, this is just a normal game. When am I gonna get hit with this paywall? And, I mean, it takes a good, I don't know, 10 to 15 hours, I'd say, to, for you to reach it. Maybe 20. It takes you a while to, before you hit that paywall. But when it hits, like, it is a grind. Like, I, even though it was already said, it can't be stressed enough. That grind hits you hard. Um, and not only that, like, you can, they, the game gives you missions and stuff to do. It's where you can, like, explore dungeons and all this other stuff. That gets limited as well of how many you can do per day. And so even doing stuff like that, just normal missions and quests and stuff, it, the game does push you towards wanting to pay money in that way. And you don't have to. You can still do it for free. You absolutely have that right. But when it hits, it hits hard. I mean, that's brilliant marketing there, though. Get you invested in a, a game for 20 hours and then, hey, here you go. If you want to really get into it and push through it. You could pay us, and it'll make it easier. And and that's the thing is that um, for for most free to play games, you're like, nah, I'm good. You know, I don't. You know, you get to a certain point where it just becomes you have to pay money to progress, and you're like, oh, I'll just move on to something else. This game actually is so well done that you find yourself wanting to spend money to progress, and I feel like that's that's a that's a win in its own right as far as this game goes and the developer is that you you have this this expansive world and you can go anywhere you want in this world but in order to progress safely or to get get through a certain point or to get through that uh 
that dungeon, you're going to have to drop, you know, five, ten dollars and try try to level your character up a little bit more. And before you know it, I've read that people, you know, have dropped a hundred dollars on this game and they've leveled their character up and it's still a grind. Speaking of which, Mark, didn't you, you sent us a message about them making their money back or no. Was that you? Uh, no, I mean, okay. this game has made a ton of money. Okay, so uh, maybe it was, okay, it might have been my friend at work. He was telling me how that this game, after its release, they recouped all the money it took to produce the game in, I believe, under a week and a half. Good night. Yeah, I think that's what it was the uh, the the thing on that. Is they like, yeah, so now they're just making profit on this game. Hand over fist. Yeah, so so this game cost a hundred million dollars to make, um, and I believe, without a doubt, that this game has made double that at least. And well, and what, when um, did you say it was released? September twenty eighth this year. No, nah, they probably quadrupled that at least. If they made if yeah, they made I, their money back in like a week and a half. They've definitely quadrupled it by now. Before we actually get into paywall, though, let's uh, discuss. I know there's multiplayer available in this game, but it's after a certain point. Uh, Carrington, did you ever get to that point? Yes. Yes, you do. Okay. Gosh, I can't remember at what point you hit it. I think you have to be level... Oh, gosh. Your adventure rank has to be... 22, maybe? It's in the 20s for sure, like the 20 to 24 range. I just can't remember the exact number. Okay, so how does the game change once you have multiplayer available? So once it becomes available, your party members, um, you can you basically you choose one character that you want to play as, and your friend or whoever you're playing with also gets that choice and you guys just play the main game it's like it's like co-op breath of the wild essentially even though co-op isn't in breath of the wild that's essentially what you're doing and what's happening okay so you are actively playing with another person yes yes. okay that's i I was curious about that because i know like in other games where the character leveling and all that are similar you don't ever actually get to play with another person it's you take on one of their characters for one of your character slots and you get to play with their character so this one is actually you get to play co-op side by side which is that's pretty cool do you have access to all four of your party members yes okay so it's kind of complicated so if it's just you and one other person you both get access to two party slots if it's three person then i think the person who's hosting gets access to the one to the two while the other two get are humans and then if it's four um it's just one per person you can still switch your party your your character you're controlling if you want to but you have to like go into a certain menu and all this other stuff so but you still have access to the characters that you unlock as a individual um if you were working on a certain character or unlocked a certain character you have access to that character so it's not like you're stuck uh, with someone else's character or anything like that it's it's all your stuff your little batch anything else in gameplay that we should probably discuss the map while it's huge um, it doesn't quite explain the fast travel system as well as i think it should and, and basically you have to discover these little statues uh, all, uh, all throughout the map and those are your fast travel points once you discover them. But the game never explains how to go from one portion of the map to the other via fast travel. I think all you have to and do is open up the map and click on it and say, go there, right? Yeah, but it, never, it, but it never explains that. It never tells you, hey, no, just click you, on the map. You are and, right. It does not. That is true. Yeah, it does not. There are a lot of mechanics in this game. We're talking a lot. 
and it does a pretty decent job at explaining each and every one of them both the basic and then the high level concept ones as well it's because for me usually a lot of that stuff is very overwhelming and i try to ignore it and just try and like get to the base game and get used to that first before getting to know the more advanced stuff but the game does introduce you to a lot of the more advanced mechanics very slowly and in a way that's very digestible and the game the game even gives you gameplay hints when you experience something new and it and then it rewards you for reading them <laughs> and that that's kind of unheard of for a you know open world expansive game like this is that uh, the game wants you to understand the different aspects of it uh, you know it's got the the menu system it, it's got different different tiers and it, it wants you to it wants you to learn how to use the menu system is because the menu system is kind of your lifeline throughout the game Another thing we didn't talk about in this game is in uh, parallel to the Breath of the Wild is that uh, the cooking aspect is yes is very is very important uh, even more so than Breath of the Wild. You can make it through Breath of the Wild without ever really cooking. Uh, you cannot make it through this game without cooking, and I feel that's a and it's a, and it's a very big part of the game. There's several there's several side quests in this game that deal solely with cooking. You, you you get a new party member who's a chef uh, that you go on several missions with, uh, and all has to do with cooking and and gathering ingredients and all this. And uh, it's just another tier to this game that completely, you know, just takes it to a different level. Well, and the cooking, th- uh, the things that you cook are your healing items throughout the game too. Yep, and those are the only healing items. Hey, wall. You could purchase. So what was it? The there's an in-game currency, but you can use that in-game currency to create another currency. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. There's there's several currencies in this game. Yes. But you ultimately use the one in-game currency to turn it into other currencies within the game. Yeah. So you spend. So you you get. Uh, I'm pr- I believe I'm pronouncing this pr- primogen. Primogen. Yes, I think so. And that's an in-game currency that you can then spend on another in-game currency called fates and then spend the fates on the on the things that you want via the shop or whatever yes and i know the primogen you earn as you're playing the game too yes yes there's uh i know there's events and stuff that you can do that can help assist you getting and unlock uh characters so like you can as we were saying you can use in-game currency which you can earn through events or just through playing the game convert it into the real the other currency that where you can buy all the all the characters and stuff um that's that will be a grind I, the the game does reward you the first 20 or so levels very well so you don't have to spend a dime but after that you do not earn very much of that the the free currency as it, it's not as lucrative i will say all right. So the the different the different currency. I'm just going to run through them real quick. You have Mora, which is like your your, your uh, gold your gold in this game. Uh, then you have Stardust, Star Glitter, the the Prima Gem, the Genesis Crystals, and then you have your Fate. Your there's different types of Fates, and then. I believe there's you can spend money on sigils, which then you can then spend in game on different on different things. There's a lot, and I, I feel that's probably the probably the, the game's biggest negative is 
that there just isn't one streamlined currency. And I know Jeff talks about this a lot, and this is probably why he would hate this game, is that there's so many different types of currency, and you have to keep track of each one. And each one does something different, or you spin one to get another, and then spin that one. Kind of, it's kind of convoluted in spite of its own self. Yeah, for sure. It's the I would say the biggest weakest point. Even though it's not the fact that it's kind of pushing you to pay money, it's just how the different currencies are broken up can be very confusing. And like you said, you do have to keep track of everything to make sure that you're spending everything correctly. Yeah, and you could also end up spending more real money because of that fact. Because I believe once yes. you convert your main currency into one of the other currencies, you cannot convert it back. Correct. Replayability. You said there are events. Do the events follow any like specific guidelines where you have to do certain things during the events? Or are they just like, you know, pull? you can pull these characters during this event? Uh, both. So I've done events where it's like, hey, do this small little quest where i where i was uh controlling like two characters that weren't part of like the main story quest but just two completely different characters um and you just have to keep grinding and fighting waves and waves and waves and waves of enemies until you die and the more waves you complete the better chance of getting a rare character is or i've also seen to where it's like hey if you do this now there's a higher chance of getting a particular character with these stats so it has both yeah and, and the game the game also has uh the uh, an adventure guild which gives you daily quests all through all throughout the map and when you open the map they they're highlighted by a different color or whatever and you know those are different each day it rewards you for checking the adventure guild via the menu and, you know, and it gives you different currency, like your reward is these different currencies. And um, it's it's a it's a different aspect of gameplay. It, it invites you to go off of the, the even side quests and just do these random, you know, run errand missions or, you know, go talk to this random character in this one town and he'll tell you to go chase ducks or something and or go feed ducks and it's just something something different to do and that progresses your currency so you can then spend it on stuff that'll actually make a difference okay and i look, looked it up online it looks like there is about 137 total hours that you can put into this game to be a completionist so that's quite a bit for a standalone rpg that's got some multiplayer aspects to it as well as you know your breath of the wild style gameplay I don't know how many hours is Breath of the Wild, Mark. Do you know? It's so different. I mean, you can you yeah. can complete that you can complete that game in ten hours if you wanted to. I, when I played it, one of the I think I played through it three times. I think my second playthrough was like seventy hours, maybe. Yeah, it says sixty hours online. So this is twice the gameplay as Breath of the Wild. But that doesn't mean that you can't spend more. You know? Yeah. That's just you know progressing through the story, and that's not even doing you know, side quests or exploring the map or grinding through different goblin camps or whatever. So I believe it. I 100% I believe 120 hours plus for this game. Easy, easy. Yep. So that, that puts it a pretty high replayability. And that for, for me, for me, that's, that's, um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I've, I've played a lot of games this year 
and none of them have quite hit as many notches as this game. I, 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 do, I don't I don't remember a game this year that has been so immersive, so detailed, so expansive, and also allows you a good 20, 25 hours of gameplay before it really starts trying to get money from you. That's what still blows my mind, honestly. The game, you can... The first 20 to 25 hours is completely free to you at no cost. Whereas most free-to-play games, it doesn't even matter the platform. Within an hour, you're hitting a paywall of some sort. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, to me, it's this is this game has completely flipped uh, the free-to-play model on its head a little bit, and just it shows me that de- if developers spend the money up front and they they put the time and the effort into all aspects of their game, they will make money lucratively within a very short period of time, mm-hmm. just like this game has. The, the only, so my only counter to that, Mark, would be the fact that most other free-to-play games are pretty much all multiplayer games. They're not first-person or sorry, single-player games first and then multiplayer games second. Most of them are all multiplayer only or multiplayer first and very little single player i mean i know you yourself don't like the multiplayer aspect of most of these games that we play whereas since this has like predominantly single player it's right up your alley oh yeah well that's also why i think that this this game has kind of flipped that model on its head it shows that if developers want to create a single player free-to-play game it can be done Absolutely, it can be done, and they can make money off of it. And that's that's been the big thing is that uh, developers have been very reluctant to spend money on a single player game. Is because it's always been the stigma of well, that might not make money. And I just think that this developer has has shown that yes, you can. You just got to put the time and the effort in. Well, hopefully we'll see more single-player games come out like this. I know a Switch version was also announced, so when that hits, I can also see them making more money hand over fist once that happens. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And I'm sure they're going to put like more updates on this game too. It hasn't been out very long, but you know they're doing events already. They're probably going to have a lot of updates for this in the end, and end game and everything. Judgment. At the end of each episode, we vote on whether the game deserves our seal or not and requires a two-third vote to be approved or denied. Carrington, since you're the guest today, I'll let you go first. I'm going to give this my seal of approval. All right, Mark? <laughs> uh, it, yeah, no, this is this game's fantastic. If you're looking for a, a free-to-play game that hits hits all of the checkboxes for action RPGs, um, it makes you feel like you spent money on this game without spending money on this game. And to me, that's an unheard of art in in video games right now. So absolutely, this game gets my seal. Well, I'm not going to be the odd man out here. It's getting at my seal as well. This, is, this game is very well done. The graphics look very nice. The story is really well done as well. Like, you know, we've had some games where the, the dialogue is so hokey and bad that it's just like, what are we even playing? But they, they nailed it here. They've got good dialogue. They've got the voice acting for a vast majority of that dialogue. And it's, it's you know, I recommend this. You know, if, it's, if you like RBGs, then 100% play this game. So that means that this game is budget arcade approved. 
But what did you think of the game? Uh, we do have two commentaries from listeners. Uh, Mark, you want to take the first one from Chadworth? Discord user Chadworthy says, My commentary for Genshin Impact. Please have Jeff read on the show. So just in your minds, believe my voice is very weird and oddly high-pitched and... That my name is Jeff. Feel free to paraphrase or pick and choose if it is too long. It's very too long, but I'm going to read it in its entirety. To start with the bad, I hate the egregious pay, egregious pay to win models that Chinese games are notorious for. But even though there are gotcha, microtransactions, a battle pass, and stamina recharge systems in the game, it is the least odious I have ever played. That is because they are handled so well and can often be ignored because this is mainly solo. This is a mainly solo game. The battle pass isn't even unlocked until Adventure Rank 20, which is evidence of a level of integrity. The co-op is severely limited also, but at least it is possible in some capacity. Everything else is off the charts great. The Breath of the Wild inspired game space was ripe for Genshin to swoop in, and I dare say the exploration elements and combat are on par with Legend of Zelda, if not better. The visuals are top-notch throughout the entire world, the voice acting is fantastic, even in the other languages, and the characters are charming and attractive without being overly sexual. Eh, disagree. Uh, <laughs> I have even used my phone to top off some dailies, even though the experience isn't the same but it's nice to have that access. Jensen, Jen, Jensen Impact is Chadworthy approved. All right. And then we received one via our Facebook page uh, from Keith Dragon. And he says, well, I've honestly played a ton of gotcha games and they all kind of blend together into a nasty glop of meh. Genshin Impact is the exception. The world can seem a bit empty at times, but the story is great. The world itself is amazing and the characters are freaking adorable. The pity roll system is better than nothing at at all with a guaranteed five star unit within 90 pulls and a 50% chance whenever you pull a five star to be the featured banner one. 100% of it is your second five star from said banner. I highly recommend this game to anyone who loves RPGs. Thank you, Keith Dragon. Next game that we are going to be playing is going to be Rocket League. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. That's just that's Jeff's favorite game. There's one thing I forgot to mention really quick about Genshin Impact. What's that? Cross save on PC and mobile, not PS4, but all three are cross play compatible. Ah, yes. Thank you for that. You can follow us on any of our social media accounts. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Budget Arcade. You can follow our Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Budget Arcade. If you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Budget Arcade. And for supporting us, you will gain access to our exclusive Patreon channel, in our Discord, where you will get backstage insight into upcoming episodes. Music is provided by Stimmage, and you can download his music at metroidmetal.com. Game on.
Imagineville Podcast Network.